in today's show. I'm looking ahead to Saturday's action in the NBA. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked, Locked On Fantasy Basketball. This episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps save you money by identifying and stopping paying for the subscriptions that you don't want or need and can even negotiate better prices on the ones that you want to keep. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and we are available on all platforms. We are looking ahead to Saturday's games in the NBA. We're going to have streamers. We're going to have what I'm watching for. So let's tell you what I'm watching for. And the first game is an early one. The Magic and the Clippers. So make sure you're setting your lineups nice and early. Love when the the, the Magic are one of the top two teams. The Magic Clippers. Sounds like a Disney movie about a uh, an insane haircut. Magic Clippers. I want to watch for the Orlando Magic. Franz Wagner, who's playing at a really high level. I think in large part, well, not in large part, in some part, it's due to, due to Suggs' absence. That's bumped his usage up. I think he's a really good player. And I think he's going to be a starter for a very long time in the NBA. Will he continue at a top 100 pace? I'm not sure about that. But for now, he looks great. And then, amazingly, we are looking at Gary Harris. Nice, Gary! He is... Fringing? Fringing sounds like a weird sex term that I have to look up in Urban Dictionary. He is on the fringe of a 12-team league at the moment. Hitting some threes, some occasional steals, 10 to 12 points. The role is there. He's clearly ahead of RJ Hampton. He's not the worst option. He's not the best, but he's not the worst. And I want to see if he can continue that 31, 32 minutes, 11 points, 1.2 steals, 1.3 steals, that sort of range where he currently is. Well, for the Clippers, BJ Boston. The old BJ himself, massive game last time. We talked about how he was trending up, and then he trended up, and he looked great. Will that continue with if Paul George does play? We just don't know. I don't even know whether Boston, honestly, will be a rotation player for the Clippers. I hope he is. I hope he's taken those minutes away from like an Eric Bledsoe, but there's still Nick Batum, Terrence Mann, Marcus Morris, Reggie Jackson, Paul George, Luke Kennard, all those guys. Do they run the three-center rotation, or does... Does Boston get some of that playing time from, say, Serge Ibaka? I think he's really good. I think that there is the upside for him is way higher than a Bledsoe or a Man or even a Canard on that team. So watching how they play him, when they play him, is really, really interesting. And on the flip side, the Duck. Will they put Canard back into the starting lineup? They said that they started Man because they wanted a bigger player in there against the Celtics. Does he move back in? Do they go with George, Batum, and Morris as the starting group? Watching Canard's role will be really interesting, I think. Because he can be an option. If he plays 30-plus minutes, he can be a 12-team league player. The Jazz and the Wizards. 
Mike Conley's played 24 and 25 minutes the last two games, granted on a back-to-back. But are they going to be just keeping him down in the 27 mark? Or you know, is he going to push back to 30? How does he look on another you know, third game in four nights here against the Wizards? What does his value look like? And if he is down, that usually pushes Joe Ingles up, who's had a couple of good games. Ingles is fine as a streamer. He's a pretty good streamer. I don't believe in him as a must-roster 12-team league player. But let's see how the correlation goes with Conley's minutes versus Ingles' value. For the Wizards, Montrez Harrell's sucked lately. He's been really bad. His minutes are down. His production's down. He's outside the top 130, I think, over the last two weeks for fantasy. Can he turn it around? Back to where he was at the beginning of the season, where he was hitting every free throw. He had sky-high usage. He was completing field goals left, right, and center. He was a monster, like top 20 fantasy player for a stretch. And now he can't even crack the top 150 or top 140. Um, and speaking of shithouse, Spencer Dinwiddie, also terrible. I do think that both of them are very soft holds. But again, if they're on my roster... Are they my worst player? Maybe. And who, anyone who is your worst player on your fantasy roster is absolutely expendable. So that is one of the key things you always need to take away. Who is my worst player? Who is currently performing as my worst player? Who is likely to be my worst player as we move forward? That player is droppable. If you've got a guy who's putting up great numbers now, but it's going to die off in two games when a bunch of players return, say you're in a deeper league and it's Ayodele Sumnu, and you're loving what he's doing for your 16-team league, but he's your worst player uh, next week when uh, DeRozan and White and all those guys are back, then he's cuttable if you need to add someone now. That's how you should be viewing all that stuff. And honestly, in a 10-teamer, or maybe a 12, Dinwiddie's your worst bloke probably. Harrell might be your worst bloke in a 10-team league. That makes them um, options to drop. That's how, I think that's how you got to look at it. But you also have to look at things this way. We know the pandemic was hard on everybody. So we did things to cope. We signed up to a bunch of different subscriptions to try and get that entertainment while we were stuck on home. But how many of you forgot to cancel stuff? Well, if you did, Truebill is the new app that is here to help you identify and stop paying for subscriptions that you don't need, that you don't want, or that you simply forgot about. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one tap. And the Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. Truebill has over 2 million users and helped them save over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start cancelling today at TrueBillion. TrueBillion? No. TrueBill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now. That's TrueBill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands a year. Go to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. The next game we look at here, the Kings and the Cavaliers. We are watching really closely Terrence Davis, who I imagine will start. He's had three massive starts in a row, um, not including the game on uh, Friday because I'm recording this before that game. But watching what his role is, how he produces, he shot 55% in three consecutive games heading into Friday. Will he continue to do that? Well, 55 plus in those games. So will he continue to do that? Let's watch what his role is. And then with Rashawn Holmes out, is it going to be Tristan Thompson or Alex Len, who's the bulk beneficiary there? Or are they both going to play 20 minutes and then we throw some Bagley at center? I think it's probably more likely the latter. But yeah, we want to see exactly how Alvin Gentry decides to run his center rotation. Well, for the Cavs, ravishing Rick Rubio. Um, Rubio has been poor. Last game was solid. I am still holding him for his assists and steals. But we also, of course, have to understand that his um, efficiency is going to hurt us. It's just what it's going to be. 
And then Isaac Okoro. I just want to watch to see whether there's any way he can be anything useful at all, offensively or for fantasy. I think even in a 20-team league, he's barely a roster rule player. He's that bad. But he's starting and he's getting a lot of minutes. The Rockets and the Memphis Grizzlies. Garrison Matthews. It is a back-to-back for Houston. I imagine that Kevin Porter and Jalen Green will remain out for Saturday. So Garrison Matthews gets another start. He's shooting a lot of threes. He doesn't do huge amounts else. Good steals guy. Good threes guy. Good scoring guy with 12-team value at the moment. Which And when we talked earlier, you know, who's your worst player? If you're forward planning, Garrison Matthews is your worst player in a 12-team league. So if there is a situation where you go, man, someone was an idiot and dropped Jalen Brown so they don't understand fantasy and my stupid league doesn't have IL, which is a possibility, then you drop Garrison Matthews, you don't think twice about it, and you make that move. Someone dropped OG Ananobi. Someone dropped Sean Holmes. This shit happens. Oh, that's a taco league, Josh. Bloody tacos, mate. Bloody, how can you bloody talk about taco leagues? Those blokes don't know what they're talking about. That's fine. Your league is superior, and you guys are awesome, and you guys are brilliant, but that's not for everybody. Dumb shit happens all the time because people ask me this. Hey, I'm ready to drop Jalen Brown. I can't deal with his injuries. Like, dude, calm down. But it happens. So if people are asking me that question, there are people who aren't watching or following me or engaging in fantasy basketball discourse who are just going and doing that stuff. So yes, dumb shit happens all the time. And you've got to be ready to, who's my worst guy? Maybe it is Gary Matthews. You can drop him. You can add um, someone who gets dropped who's good. For the Grizzlies, I want to watch Tyus Jones, who is providing really solid value. He's still under 50% rostered. He shouldn't be. Jamarant might be out until 2028. He might be back tomorrow. I don't know. But Jones, in the short term, is a must-roster player. So is D'Anthony Melton, by the way. But I'm not going to focus on him. I've watched too much of him. Let's talk about Kyle Anderson, who has been a good player over the years. The role just it just isn't there for him. Like He put up good stats yes- yesterday. Yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday. But he played 15 minutes, right? That's not enough for him to be a 12-team league player, outside of streaming, of course. The Bulls in the heat. The Bulls got smashed again with another absence. Derek Jones Jr. is out with COVID. Um, I mean, the COVID protocols. There is some good news. There is a chance that Alex Caruso is back, the old rabbit hunter. Be very quiet. I'm hunting rabbits. But they're going to have no Green, no White, no DeRozan, um, no Derek Jones. So there's opportunities there for someone like Troy Brown Jr., who might be their starter. They also just signed Stanley Johnson and Alfonso McKinney, two highly terrible players who might actually get some rotation run, not 12-team league guys. We're not caring about them in 12 or 14 or honestly 16-team leagues. Um, Watching Troy Brown, watching Alizé Johnson as well. Does he get some backup power forward minutes there? Or do they go with Stan Johnson? I think Stan will get some of that. I don't think Alfonso is going to have any impact. Um, For the Heat, last game, it was Casey Okpala who really turned it up um, as the backup center next to PJ Tucker. Against the Bulls with only Vooch and no other centers there, I think KZ gets a big opportunity again. Can he turn it into anything good? Probably not. But I'd like to see him try. And I'd like to see how they run that. While Tyler Hero has been a little bit disappointing lately. Under 30 minutes in the last two games, the percentages have dropped off. The usage was off last game as well. Guys like Vincent and Martin, these guys are cutting in somehow to what he does. Maybe there was a giant sell-high window for Hero that um, has closed a little bit. Very interested to see what Tyler is going to do here. The Warriors and the Sixers. Otto Porter turned in a good performance last game. Is that real? Probably not. How does his role get impacted with the possible return of Andre Iguodala? Porter played 26 minutes last game, but 20 and 24, the two before that. He is unreliable. Um, He is hard to do anything more with 
outside of just streaming, I guess is the word. We want Otto Porter to be good. Um, and I think he can be good, but consistently he just isn't there. And I also want to watch Jordan Poole, who continues to impress, continues to be a top 100 player, and likely will for at least the next six to eight weeks. Where it goes from there, when Clay is back at full strength, I don't know. But for now, let's just enjoy what it is that uh, big Geordie Poole is providing for us. The next game we look at is the Nuggets and the Spurs. I want to watch Faku Kampazzo, um, who can be a streamer. Austin Rivers is still out. Bones Highland still not quite there where he needs to be. And Kampazzo can give you assists and steals and threes. And then Jeff Green. My name is Jeff. Um, I don't think he's a 12-team league player. I think he's a 14-team league guy, but can be streamed in 12s. He's going to start. That doesn't mean he's going to be good or going to get big minutes, necessarily. Like You're not going to play 35 a night, most likely, with Jeff Green. For the Spurs, Devin Vassell. I think Devin Vassell is really good. I think he's going to be really good. I think he's a 12-team league player. I think that when you're looking at Devin Vassell's future, look at Mikael Bridges. Right? He can become Bridges, but his situation actually might be better because he can be in a scenario where he gets more usage than Bridges does. He can be a more offensively... Um, impactful Mikhail Bridges. And that's an awesome fantasy player. So watching what his role is, second game back from injury, and then also watching Lonnie Walker, who scored well last time for um, for San Antonio. He is wildly inconsistent. Will he get an opportunity to do it again? He might. Will he succeed? Probably not. But watching his role, yeah, Keldon Johnson will remain out. So that does help Lonnie get some extra shots. But if Lonnie wants the strength to hoist up even more of those. Maybe he needs to ask Santa for a box of Built Bar because it is the holiday season and it is time for you to, to, to delve into the deliciousness that is Built Bar. I know Lil Bobby, he is frantically writing, he can't spell it, but he's frantically writing Built Bar on his Santa list. He's like, Dad, make sure you get this list out. I need my cookies and cream. I, go, I understand that, little Bobby, but they don't ship to Australia. But Santa, yeah, all right, Santa does. All right, we'll, we'll get Santa to bring you that box. No problem at all. Built Bar gives me and little Bobby the extra fuel to get through this mad holiday season. So get yourself the box, the boxes of Built Bar, but you do it at 15% off. So head to Built.com and use that promo code LOCKED15. Whatever your favorite flavor, coconut or cookies and cream or raspberry or orange or mint brownie, whatever it is, don't fight about it. Just embrace difference. Embrace diversity of flavor with Built Bar. Built Bar, it is built different. Bet Online has you covered all season for props, odds, lines as football marches towards the playoffs. In fact, Bet Online is your number one spot for all of your betting action across all sports. So head to the new updated desktop or use your mobile device and sign up using our code LOCKEDONNBA. Actually, that's not true. Using our code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus, whether it's basketball or football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or even your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait. And take advantage of all of the great offers for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet Online is where the game starts. Let's look at some back to back streamers. The Spurs and the Magic play Saturday and Sunday. So we can stream in blokes like Lonnie Walker, Truma Akiki, Gary Harris, Terrence Ross. This is assuming, of course, that Devin Vassell isn't available. He's the obvious number one there, but he should be rostered in your leagues. From nine cat options for Saturday's games, Nick Batum, Kyle Anderson, Otto Porter, PJ Tucker, the Pajama Man, Jeff Green, Luke Kennard, Terrence Mann, and Lonnie Walker. And for deeper formats, the Big Stiffy Bones Highland, 
Isaiah Hartenstein, Tristan Thompson and Alex Len, uh, Rudy Gay, Faku Kampazzo, Gabe Vincent, throw Caleb Martin in there as well. And for points leagues, we're looking at Tyus Jones, Terrence Davis, still are not rostered in 50% of, yeah, 50% leagues, must roster guys. Kyle Anderson, Kevin Love, Otto Porter, Devin Vassell, Nico Batum, Eric Gordon, and Lonnie Walker. Someone was upset that I didn't play the sound for Lonnie, sir, and I've missed it today, so let's go again. Hello. Hello, indeed. Guys, that'll do it for us today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. If you're here, YouTube, thumb it up, leave a comment, subscribe, notifications. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.